is is he is he is he bam we're live is he gonna publish that i don't think so <laughs> i think he is hey um uh did i send john level a link uh, i thought i did okay he did yeah okay good it's on him yeah oh okay good all right hey good morning good morning hey so today's the last day if i ordered christmas presents for my kids and they don't show up today they don't get them they might deliver tomorrow too damn your camera looks good thanks what it's, is that it's the one you told me to get the sony a six seven hundred you oh you did get one yeah i sent this up last night or like yet yesterday ish so it kind of it looks probably crappy but <laughs> dude is it just over your computer yeah same way you have yours so i just bought the little stand for it and it's like right above where my other spot is like the little facetime video and then that's just the lens that comes with it it's like mm -hmm. a 16 to 50. 16 to 50 yeah is it set at 3.5 the f-stop that i don't know? know i haven't no i haven't gone that deep i literally screwed it onto here plugged in the usb and then turned it was like hey when i lean forward i don't get too blurry <laughs> hey so that's literally just pl a camera plugged into your usb and then you just chose it yep and then um what powers it i don't know this is the first this is the first time using is it, it plugged into the wall no it just plugged in usb-c to the camera usb-c to the um computer <laughs> there's no way that should work so it just uh, powering off the battery i think yeah okay so it should start working at some point during the show we'll find out this is experiment number one dude i, I cannot but it looks incredible dude the light it's so soft the lighting and nice and you're so crisp and and now and when we go into this mode i'm not like i can lean back i'm not on top of the camera anymore god yeah that looks good i i my yeah i guess my shit doesn't get blurry i, I fixed mine a couple days ago a uh, usb is the power are you sure that's how that works on the 6700 I, I I don't think that there's enough power coming from the bus of a computer to power a camera. I know, right? Vindicate crazy. And I think too, it said that this is the wrong USB-C. Like I'm supposed to get a more like high powered one. Like when you plugged it in, it said this will work, but it's not the right one. It says it's shooting like 720. Yeah. It won't go 1080 until I get the like more beefed up cord. Did it come with it? No. You just had it laying around. It's just an old USB-C, yeah. Oh, it's USB-C. Yeah. Is it USB-C? Oh, yeah, I guess the camera's too. Dang, dude, you did good. Oh, shit. He's sending, yeah. uh, Hiller's sending us all sorts of crazy shit now. Well, thank you. This is just from your set. This is what you told me. <laughs> well, dude, it looks amazing. You killed it. I can't wait to play with it at, like out on the street, like I told you, and start doing something. Hiller, are you putting that clip up yeah he got a whole he had ai he has me rapping an entire song yeah it's incredible <laughs> i haven't listened to that glassman one yet i'm nervous to listen to it i don't like him at all the the other one he made the video one he made oh talking about brian <laughs> yeah it's scary right it has nuances like to your voice you know <laughs> <laughs> i don't like it 
Hey, weren't you just talking about like a safe word with your family like not that long ago? Yeah. So if I get one of those, it's like, hey, Savon, it's me. It's it's Matt. Dude, I need I need you to wire me a thousand dollars. I'm in a pinch. Jeez. <laughs> it's coming. It's I mean, it's already happening. Mm-hmm. Oh, John Lavelle says loading. Oh, okay. must have. Oh, you need to be on Chrome. You need to be on Chrome. The guy who's coming on the show today is the owner of CrossFit Overload. There's stories from CrossFit Overload that I can't even tell you. So, I mean, shit. So, it's got to be an exciting show, right? Um, that gym has been around forever. I met, I think I met Rob Orlando. I, I took a Rob Orlando seminar there, a strongman seminar there that was kind of co taught, believe it or not, I think between Greg and Rob Orlando back in the day. It was a massive seminar, over a hundred people there. Wow. Um, and, and the gym's been around forever. Um uh the the fucking someone who should be in the hall of fame for CrossFit, Paula Gravat, uh used to own it uh with her husband Jordan Gravat, who himself could be in the Hall of Fame. He he was a video producer, editor, director for CrossFit forever, and she was on the affiliate team. And she I put her in the top. I mean, she could fucking CEO the company, man. That lady knows some shit. And she's extremely uh, powerful as a human being, as a soul. And uh, very, she, everyone respected her at uh, CrossFit HQ. She, she was um, second in command on the affiliate team next to uh, Kathy Glassman. Actually, if I remember correctly, the day that fucking absolute piece of shit eric rosa and andrew weinstein those complete fucking dirtbag garbage buckets of human beings that um lying lying manipulative sacks of shit the day that they fired me and my wife i also believe they fired uh paula gravat so so there but but now paula has her own fucking crazy successful business anyway i think her and her husband may have sold the business to john who was always a member there and a beloved friend of HQ too. I, I remember seeing John around. I mean, I, I know he's friends with Dave. I mean, friends with Dave and Greg, and like I seen him around forever. He he's friends with the Salt Bike guy. A great gym, big, awesome gym. All sorts of fancy programs in there. Hey, what's up, dude? You're in like Flynn. In like Flynn, just the guy get Chrome updated. Oh, thanks for doing this. Yeah, what you guys hear me okay? Awesome. Yep. Perfect. Sound great. I, I John, have really you ever met Matt? He's the owner of CrossFit Livermore. I've never met him. Um, hey, good to meet you, man. I, I, uh, I've learned about him through the podcast and I'm sure we've been in the same room at some point in the, in the past, but. And John, you were even on the, you worked, you were on the affiliate team even for a, a brief minute. Yes. Uh, you were the only very, dude on the team for a very it short was all, time. I think 2015 to 2016 was the uh, about the time I worked for Kathy and the the affiliate girls. I remember that was weird. I was like, "How did a guy get on that team?" Uh, yeah. Then you know, it was me, and then there was a few others um, that were kind of. There were other guys on the team. Yeah, like dude, people with penises. There were men on the team. <laughs> Not. When I was there, I was the only okay. guy. Yeah. Um, and okay. then after, I think the, the second or third layoff, 
from my regime, they had brought some more guys in and then those kind of dispersed and extremely discriminatory times under Greg Glassman, the, the, to be a lawyer, the entire legal team and the entire affiliate team were women. They hated men over there. It sucked. It was tough. It was a tough go for us. I always tucked. I always tucked. <laughs> I always tucked my penis. Tried to fit in. What the fuck? Man, that he, a lot of powerful women around uh, HQ. That, that, that CrossFit shit's a magnet for powerful women. Yeah, is uh that whole team back when I was around they they there was they were a great group of girls and um, I'm friends with I think all of them to this day. I mean they're still with great. the entire team. You still you still know all of them. Yeah, I mean I even I try I text Kathy probably even like once a year. Say what's up, you know. I um uh I had a um the moto I, I, obviously I know you. I've seen you around forever. Um, we have mutual friends and, and Dave Castro. You've come up here a few times uh, to the Bay Area, and you know I've seen you at the ranch or whatever. And then obviously I've been to your gym probably a dozen times. I don't know if I've been there since you've owned it. Um, and then recently I had the motocross guy. So so okay, sorry, I'm getting ahead of myself. Before I go to a lot of a lot of pathways for this conversation. <laughs> the name of the gym is CrossFit Overload. And how long has that place been an affiliate? 2008. So we're uh, coming up on our 16th year. And the original owners? Jordan and Paula Gravatt. They started, they are, in, their, wow. they started wow. in their garage in Marietta, which is the city we're in. Um, right. I mean, in the house Jordan lived in until he moved away to Santa Cruz. And then, um, and then are you the second owner? I am technically the third owner. So it went from Jordan and Paula and then, uh, Jordan and Paula, when they moved to Santa Cruz to work for uh, Greg and, and the team up there, uh, they sold to Bob Zing and Wayne oh. Wayne Kim. So, as you know, you've had Devin on the show. Devin basically grew up in this gym. Um, and at the time, let's see, I think it was Bob and Wayne owned it as 50-50 partners for about two or three years, and then they brought on kind of two silent or smaller partners, Dustin Marshman and uh, Tweety Boyd. And then uh, that lasted for a couple of years. And then those two kind of dispersed and we're still around, you know, they just kind of gave it back to, uh, to Wayne and Bob and then Bob ended up selling hundred percent to Wayne. And that's 2016 or 17 is when Kira and I purchased it from Wayne. So for a lot of people, Maybe you don't know those names, but if you worked at HQ, there's probably like anywhere from a, I don't know, a hundred of us to a thousand of us who all know all those people he named pretty much intimately, meaning uh, we've broken bread with them. We've eaten with them. We've hung out with them. We've worked, we've worked, we've uh, worked out with them. Uh, we've drank with them. Uh, the guy's name he mentioned, Bob Zing, has been around forever, was working HQ, for HQ, making signage. An amazing guy, father. Uh, husband the the whole shebang super talented yeah crazy talented and then of course uh wayne has every if you if you're affiliated with the games at all uh behind the scenes you have a hundred percent uh come cross paths with wayne he's a a workhorse and then of course his insane daughter uh i mean that in a positive way his insanely talented and gifted athletic daughter devin who's been on the show a couple times man what a crazy small world yeah we're just out of one gym I started coaching here, or actually, we, we've been in this spot since 2010, and Jordan had a small, probably 1,500, 2,000 square foot place about a mile down the road. When I started coaching here um, in 09, 
my, uh, you know, I, I met a ton of those people we just talked about. They were all just members and kind of getting into CrossFit. And then shortly after we moved to this place is when I met Devin. And she was, I think, seven years old when she was, you know, little gym rat running around and, you know, you know, skin and bones. And now she's incredibly uh, capable athlete, as you know. I remember her thinking she was in, she was demoing workouts in Del Mar uh, for Adrian Bosman in front of all the athletes, like the Josh Bridges and, and, and Dan yeah. Bailey's. And she was up there. She was all by herself in front of, you know, 50 of the fittest people in the world. And she's demoing the movements. And I remember someone whispering in my ear, like, Hey, that girl, cause like a dang, I'm like, who's that girl? Like, I can't believe she's out there doing this in front of all these people. And they're like, dude, she's 15. And she was already like doing like wimp, full blown woman shit. Yeah. yeah she's she, cool. That was the year I, the first year I judged at, um, judged at regional. So it was a, a really cool time. I mean, as you guys know, Delmar regionals was in my opinion, I liked it more than actually the games. Oh dude. It's amazing. I, hey, are you pretty excited about, um, uh, Dylan, uh, Wadapalooza bringing back, uh, yes. um, events to Southern California. First of all, we're going to be at the stub hub, but then also mm -hmm. I shouldn't say we, uh, it's going to be a stub hub. And then also they're doing something in Southern California, uh, next year. They're having a Wadapalooza Southern California at Del Mar, right? Oh, is it at Del Mar? That's a hundred percent. I believe so. Yeah. That was oh. like, that was the best part about that announcement. I thought it was, they're bringing it back because they realized how special that place was i mean it's, it's you couldn't ask for a, a nicer place in california to do that i think god i hope they do something to bring the affiliates there because that was the coolest thing about that event is that the affiliates came out and just droves with all their shirts and all their yeah, people you and moms and dads and kids it was nuts all the colors <laughs> all the the colors of shirts you know you had invictus the whole freaking west side of the panel was green you know a sea of green yep <laughs> yeah i remember that hey john how old are you 41. And I remember you being big. You're big, right? You're uh, six, six, one, two, twenty. And, and did you play football or something? No, no, I played basketball actually. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And, and, um, and how did you find CrossFit? Um, I moved out here uh, for grad school and I was living in Marietta because my dad had a house here while I was going to school. He was in Iraq doing something. And then, uh, my, uh, Kira, my wife, we were working out with one of Jordan's first coaches. And he was, he was one of those guys that were like, you know, go to, he was a gym rat. We'd be at Jordan's place at Overload and then he'd go to Fitness 19. And Kieran knew him from um, working at LA Fitness years ago, actually. And he Is was Fitness paid. 19 like your typical Globo gym? Uh, it's like a, a, a cheaper version of like a, a nice LA Fitness, I guess. Okay. Um, they're everywhere down here. Um, and so Chris, his name was Chris. Uh, he was, you know, he had his L1. He basically got, I think he got it from, you know, when Dave even did the L1s back then. So uh, he started introducing us to the concept of CrossFit at Fitness 19, just kind of like, you know, us three. And then shortly after I was coaching gymnastics while in grad school, and that's how I met Kira, coaching gymnastics down the street. Um, this guy, Jordan, at the time, he came up to me after I was coaching his five-year-old daughter and Libby. And uh, he, he, you know, had a mohawk at the time. And he was like, hey, you know, you're a gymnastics coach and I have a CrossFit gym. Have you heard of that? Would you like to coach CrossFit? I mean, uh, would you like to coach gymnastics for adults? And I looked at him like, that sounds like a horrible, dangerous, terrible <laughs> idea, you know, because we're in like the gymnastics world where it's like, there's no, it's, it was serious, especially the place we were at. Um, 
But he's like, no, 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 trust me. It's not what you think. Just come over and, and at least do a workout with me. And I was like, oh, yeah, whatever. And so I I'd, I'd had what I'd known from CrossFit through Chris. And uh, Kira was nine months pregnant at the time. Literally gave birth <laughs> at the gym. And uh, uh, went over there and we did, me and Jordan and this guy named Doc. He was a corpsman from the Navy at the time. And Casey Jones, one of our old coaches, and Casey Parlett, which you probably know, Savon. He's married to Natalie. Um, up here, is he up here now? Is Natalie a swimmer? No, Natalie Parlett used to work for Dave in, in some okay. capacity. Yeah. Uh, was she a swimmer? I mean, she looks like a swimmer. I don't know that she has that background, but she's tall. Where, did, where does she live now? Carlsbad. Oh, okay. Okay. Because yeah. there's a Natalie up here that used to work for Dave also that lives just right, ironically, that just lives right up the street from me. It's really weird, just up in the country. I don't think they moved to her. Okay. There, but, okay. Um, and, you know, Casey used to work for seminar staff for a while. Um, I, he doesn't anymore. Um, and then, uh, anyway, so we did Elizabeth, you know, the ring dip or, uh, yeah, wow. And power cleans. And it, you know, that's a five to seven minute workout in my high slice. And it, it, I couldn't believe you how knew what Elizabeth is the power cleans, right? With 135. Yep. You knew how to do power cleans already. I mean, watching me do power cleans would be at the time, probably just you know, abysmal. Were you just deadlifting and reverse curling? Were you just deadlifting? <laughs> yeah, basically. Yeah, 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 yeah. What a dickhead Jordan was for doing that to you. Jesus Christ. Well, he so the funny thing about that is with 135, when you weigh 220, even if you reverse curl, like, there's not much damage you're going to do unless you have a really, you know, compromised back or injury situation. Like, and so there was, it was, it was a workout that he knew I could get through and the yeah. weight was pretty irrelevant. Okay. Okay. And so you did it and you were hooked. Yeah, I just, um, it was my first, we, like I said, we had done CrossFit through like the lens of Chris through Fitness 19, which as you both know, the, the affiliate offering of CrossFit, the, 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 the pureness of it, uh, you, you can't touch it until you actually do it inside of an affiliate. I mean, that's, mm -hmm. it, 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 I've heard it called the magic of CrossFit and it's certainly true. And that's what hooked me, you know, having, you know, Paula was there, there was a dog running around the gym. Um, other people, you know, watched me finish last and, um, <laughs> It was it was humbling and 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 revealing for how much that environment facilitated great you know the great feel of working out with someone and, and for the right reasons. And so and so you were probably th uh, two thousand eight. What is that? That's um. I mean, that's fifteen years ago. It's probably twenty thirty five. No, no. Oh yeah, twenty five. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Twenty five, twenty six. Okay. Hey, um, why why did you have a coach at um? fitness 19 why didn't you and your wife just work out there by yourself why did you have a personal coach Did you always have a personal coach we never had a personal coach and in fact you know we because we both were in gymnastics we we you know a lot of what greg had brought to crossfit was rooted in gymnastics so a lot of stuff was familiar even when we got introduced to it through like jeff tucker in the seminar like when we did we went to a few of those um, we, I didn't pay this personal trainer. He was literally like a friend of ours who was like, oh, let okay. me, when we worked out together, he was like, guys, I've been doing this thing called CrossFit. Okay. Um, it looks and feels like this. And here's what a power clean is kind of. And before Chris, you know, I, you know, playing basketball in high school, I was, it was typical like bench press, deadlift, mm -hmm. you know, uh, never, never any cleans. I mean, my high school didn't even have a coach that had, could, could teach that movement olympic lifting at all the snatches or cleans so um and um uh did jordan's sister work out of that gym too because in yeah she, yeah she was a crazy high level athlete too right 
Yeah. So she was around when we first got here. She was kind of just, you know, she what was her in, name. Uh, uh, Lauren. Lauren. Lauren Gravatt. Yeah, yeah. No, she was all, she was amazing. I don't know what she's doing now, but she was at Deuce CrossFit in, uh, I think it's around Venice. And then yep. she was at another CrossFit in Venice. I forget the name of it now. Um, with, uh, remember Logan, he was a strongman guy. Yep. Bob. Yep. Yep. She was at his gym for a while. Um, and she, and even up until a couple of years ago, she was, she would drop in here randomly, you know, and say hi, but yeah, she, she was really cool. So and, you're there. So you're there and, and, and tell me about your wife. Did she really have birth at the gym? I mean, there's a picture I have of her. Actually, I'll show you. She was not literally not much pregnant doing the gymnastics seminar. And, you know, for a gymnast, Doing a handstand is like a CrossFitter doing a burpee. It doesn't, it's not even a thing. So Jeff Tucker was like the gymnastics guy back then. And she was, uh, she was like, Hey, I, can I do, can I do a handstand? And she did this. Well, so she was, wow. She gave birth the next week. And so that's Jeff Tucker in the old box. Wow. And uh, (laughs) the funny thing is there's a, her OBGYN still in this area. And he Uh has that picture behind his desk. And, and every time a mom will come in, hey, you know, I can't do this. I can't do that. And he's like, you can do anything you want up until the moment you that baby comes out. And, and yeah, up with a few ex- exclusions, obviously. But um, he uses that picture and example as, as a guiding light for, for new moms. And, and how many kids do you have now? Two. I have a 16-year-old daughter and a 13-year-old daughter. Oh, you're awesome. That is so awesome. Um, and so so you're there. So you start crossing. And after you do that workout with uh, Jordan – um, you're hooked. That's it. You get a membership and you're there and you're, yeah, and you guys are both bought in. And as, yeah, Kira was, you know, we, we were about to just have, cause my first daughter is not from Kira. And so we were Kira and I just gotten six. So we were about a year and a half married at that time. Um, so Kira was again, about to give birth to Jade and my youngest daughter. And she was just along for the ride. And I was like, yeah, we're doing this. This is, this is what, and I really looking back, I think it was Jordan and Paula's friendliness and their, their, their warm welcoming, as you know, be, you know, yep. Yep. they were just amazing people at the time. And uh, everyone else at the gym, again, I never, it, I, I, I compare it a lot to like a really, really good church. I mean, like people get hooked in churches when the, the community welcomes them. It's warm, it's nurturing. And um, mm-hmm. as, as soft as that sounds, that's really what would bring awesome people together. I think. Yeah. It's the exact, it's kind of the exact opposite of the vibe that you get at a big global gym. Not that people are assholes there, but people are like, Hey, don't touch my shit. I'm between these two machines. Don't look at me. Don't talk to me. They're not there to help you or to go no. or to, or to bring you in the fold, right? They're there to do their own thing and, and leave you behind. Like there's no reason they would talk to you. Anyone would talk to you at a global gym. And, uh, and, and, and when do you start getting the idea? And then when do you get the a desire? You're like, Hey, I'm going to coach this too. I'm going to take my L one. I'm assuming you took your L one and, and you fully. So embraced. back then Jordan had hired me as like almost like an SME coach. And so I was, I started coaching gymnastics classes for CrossFit or for overload immediately. I mean, there really wasn't, I didn't really need an orientation really just kind of like what, what is the goal of the CrossFit athlete? What are you trying to accomplish by implementing gymnastics elements? And as soon as I, understood the, you know the pyramid and everything greg had talked about about you know quarter extremity movements and what the the overall goal was i was able to kind of back into the equation of of uh put, providing what i thought would be beneficial for an adult male to be doing or adult anybody to be doing uh, gymnastics movements and and we're talking 
you know, muscle-ups, handstands, handstand walks, you know, uh, anything progressing towards those skills, which were in 2009, those were, you know, tip of the spear, paramount. Everybody wanted to get a muscle-up. Everybody wanted to do handstand walks, party tricks and stuff like that. It was, it was uh, much different than it is now. So, so right away, you started doing that. You started coaching right away. Oh, yeah, day one. In fact, I think my third class, Rory and Angie, Angela came down. You know, wow. Uh, oh, because. Yeah. Paula's sister is Angie. Married to Rory McKernan. Yep. Yeah. Okay. More small world show. Oh, okay. So they, they were like visiting for something. And then, you know, and I, I had no clue. I, I believe Rory even was a, a notable competitor at the games in 08 or 09. Probably. I mean, he was yeah. there. I don't think he was just a media guy at the time, but. Um, and so Rory came in and he, you know, six foot two, looks like a tan Ken doll, you know, like it. Right. Uh, this guy, I was like, this guy wants to learn gymnastics skills. I've never seen anything like it. You know? <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> right. A Matt, uh, Tom Selleck comes in and he wants to learn gymnastics. <laughs> does not look like a gymnast. That's yeah. <laughs> And so Jordan was like, no, no, we're going to have this gymnastics class. And I so I had, I had Rory and Jordan and Casey and, you know, Sarah Lucas and you know there was uh, wow Jake wow. Worthington. I mean, they hey, is all... Sarah Lucas still in your area? Does she go to your gym? No, she moved to no. San Diego, and so okay. she, okay. Uh, her, and her husband and her girls still live down there, and they're doing. You know, she does like CrossFit in her garage still. You know, I follow. Obviously, we're friends on Facebook and things like that. So, okay, so so you're teaching that class. You got all these fucking giant men in there. They were, and it was just cool to see grown men because I'm used to like. 10 year old boys and 10 year old girls doing gymnastics and, you know, them doing muscle ups and, you know, swinging on bars and, and doing flips and stuff. And that's normal. Like that's really normal to see in the gymnastics world and, and almost the, you know, status quo, but to see a six foot two guy doing strict muscle ups, that that's in 2009, that was unheard of. You did not mm -hmm. see that. And my buddy, Chris, who brought us in and uh, jo even Jordan, you know, he was very, for being a, a bigger guy, Jordan's probably like a buck 70, buck 80 at the time. Um, you know, he could do strict muscle ups and bar muscle. And the guy was incredibly talented for, you know, his body weight and, and what he could do. So it, it was, I looked at that and I was like, oh, I'd never seen a a larger guy do this kind of stuff. And it was, it was pretty cool to, to, to be part of that. That really puts into perspective why Nasty Girls was so potent. Yeah. I don't think, I don't think people realize now maybe they do maybe it's just me who's jaded but i no, for me don't. i saw that and i just couldn't even believe that women or men were doing that movement on the rings and that they were hand cleaning and that when i saw them doing it and they were little those were little uh, sakamoto and nicole were little so Both it was annie annie nicole and who was the third girl was it was it um eva eva yep eva t oh yeah, eva yeah, yeah. And, yep the olympian and this really this like for me like lit the fire under my ass like this made me like i think probably right after this i immediately bought a pair of rings look at those, <laughs> those muscle ups too they're like strict they're, they're all strict yeah there's no hip swing at all my favorite's the squats at the beginning how fast they're going you're not hard charging off that med ball it, it, <laughs> was, it is not 2009 funny thing is Shortly after Kira um, was back working in, in, in gymnastics, so, she, so Kira stayed coaching like real gymnastics while I was doing this CrossFit thing and, and working my other job at the time, because this was uh, this was part time for me, like for coming into the CrossFit and, and wanting to be part of what Jordan was doing. Um, Kira started doing, you know, ring work off of what 
we were teaching in the class to her like elite level gymnasts. We're talking like, you know, level nine, 10 pre women, women, uh, they were or both. They were no, they they were all younger than sixteen, but they were phenomenal. But 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 females is what yeah, I'm saying. Yeah, females. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And so she Kira started implementing these uh, the ring training, like ring muscle ups, you know, ring pull ups, uh, ring you know, just ring supports with the with the female gymnasts and all the other gymnastics coaches. I mean, that was something you did not do in gymnastics. You did not put girls on men's equipment. And uh, yeah, yeah, it was. I mean, she, was it that was controversial? Just, was that controversial in the gym? It definitely, I mean, because again, in gymnastics, especially when you have high caliber athletes that are like college bound or, you know, national level bound, like it's like you do it this way because this way works and you never deviate because if you deviate, you get hurt. If you get hurt, you're done. Um, and to put a girl in a rings is almost like you're going to get hurt. You're through your rolling the dice. Why are you, why would you do that? Yeah. And the, why would you do that was what we saw, what was beneficial for other adult athletes that. If that's going to work for them, obviously it's going to be beneficial to the to the gymnast in ways that we probably don't even know yet. So, so we saw the you saw those things, and you were hugely inspired, just like I saw those things, and I was hugely inspired. Like when you saw that, I also remember I can't remember who was the other gymnastics coach, not Tucker, but it was a guy who was around just for a minute. Dave Durante? No, not Dave. A, a, a tall, uh, blonde-haired guy. This is go back before Durante. This is like 2007, eight. Tall, blonde-haired guy. He had a gym in uh, Northern California. Someone sued his. Someone sued CrossFit in his gym because they wanted to do that thing where you run at the wall and you do a flip, and the and the dude tried it and landed on his head. I remember that. Do you remember that guy? That gym. I don't remember his name, but yes, I remember that incident happening, and the guy got hurt. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Fucked him up. Fucked yeah. the guy all up. Real bad. Uh, uh, damn. No, <laughs> not, Carl not Carl Pally. Good guess, though, you guys. Good man. Oh, you guys, guys. Hey, oh, yeah. He was what he was hooked up with. Uh, Carl was hooked up with uh, Kelly Starrett. Back yeah. In yeah. Yeah. San Francisco. Anyway, if I if I heard the guy's name, I remember that I rem I went to that guy's first gymnastics seminar and Alice NYC was there and Adrian Bosman was there and a bunch of other notables. And I remember he couldn't believe the capability I'm guessing you went through a similar thing. He couldn't believe the capability of these adults who are CrossFitters. He's like, wow, this is nuts. No, yeah. not Dolph Lundgren. Good guess though. I like Dolph it. Lundgren. Wow. <laughs> Tall blonde guy. <laughs> uh, okay. So, um, in, are, are you working full time? Do you have a, do you have a real job, John? Yeah, that's, I've had a, so when I worked for Jordan, I worked, mm -hmm. I was working for Northrop Grumman. There's a big aerospace contractor in San Diego's, doing engineering down there and then is that uh, what you are by trade you're an engineer no believe it or not i'm a social worker by trade oh, oh wow okay yeah wow. i i work for cps for a, for a good stint and then wow i mean you triggered me just with that that so i hear social worker i just get triggered yeah well the the trigger just know that i was tr i went into it thinking i could do good and thinking i could provide some some outreach and some services for kids and then Oh, That's I like you more now. Okay, I'm yeah, untriggering. The veil was lifted, and I realized. <laughs> okay, you're untriggering me. Okay, yeah. Um, and, and so then I quit that job because of the things I realized I couldn't change or affect or elicit any time. Were you working with criminals or kids or both? Um, well, both yeah. because the the kids we would take. I was I was at CPS in Riverside County, and if you know anything about cops, the best episode child protective services people, child protective services. Those are yeah. yeah. Okay, go on. Yes. Um, I was working during like the meth epidemic here and, and I was 23 years old. I just finished grad school 
and the county gave, you know, I, I had all the necessary requirements to have, be a job, to have a job as a social worker. And so they give you a car, they give you a laptop and a referral sheet and you go out and this, the, the first couple babies that I had to like literally take from the moms were what they happened because in the hospital, the mom had smoked meth and uh, they, it was called meth induced labor. And so like the heart rate would go up, the water would break, and then we wouldn't be able to let the mom breastfeed in the hospital. So we would have to literally take the baby and go find placement. And so after a, a bunch of that mess, I was just like done. And then there's some other things I won't talk about here that happened during my, you know, three or four years with CPS that it just was getting really. And then at that time I had my own daughter, um, my first daughter. Um, and so that was just, it was a little much to, to see the things Did that jar, job scar you No, I, I won't say scarred me. It, it, I, I would never take that experience back because it, it just gave, it gave me a real perspective on what I thought that world was. Uh -huh. And, uh, you know, every, everything you learn in a textbook is different than the application in the real world setting, especially, um, when you, you, you know, you dive right in, I was what you call it ER social worker. So like I was the guy that got called when the cops found dead bodies and, you know, kids were still in the house or domestic violence issues gone really bad. So um, I got like the front end. I wasn't like the, the foster care social worker who got to work with somebody on the, uh, the warm handoff for a kid that was finally getting placement or, you know, a warm bed to sleep in. So I'm taking uh, babies from parents and I'm saying this with no judgment, whether it's right or wrong. It just sounds completely insane to me. Like, yeah, like you know, as part as, as part as a job, you know what I mean? Like, obviously, like, um, we've had guests on here who've had parents who've done some really crazy shit. Um, but to go into, I just can't imagine going into someone's house and being like, "Hey, we're taking your kid." Like, that sounds no, like that. Know, so that never happened. I, oh. I literally, it was by way. It was the in the hot, like the mother gave birth, and then the baby got taken out and because the mom the doctors knew the mom had had the meth induced labor there's obviously drugs in her system yeah they, mm -hmm. that that criminal reach you know overreach even though it, yeah. it sounds disgusting it's necessary because you don't want the mom breastfeeding a baby like if they don't know any better and that they would do that based off of like not understanding that that's still in their breast milk and that still will affect the baby God, what what a fucking! Did you ever um see kids get taken away who shouldn't have been taken away? Like the law was uh, too um invasive. No. Like like they just totally had it wrong. No, okay. No, no. It, okay. The only thing I saw was like you know you you'd get this. The state would have their you know mandates on what steps need to be taken in order for the one of the parents or both to be reengaged. And it'd be like some parenting classes, or you have to you know test clean for drugs for you know eight weeks before you could see your kid and then there would be like the supervised visits and then once you have six weeks of supervised visits um then you get to like have a, a weekend visit by yourself and it was just like the the what i didn't like was the 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 cookie cutter template for how they thought a parent should be re-engaged when they made a pretty significant mistake because when that did happen there was there, there would have to be pretty significant findings and evidence for the reason for removing the kid because, you know, as I know, we're living in California now and you're hearing this shit where like and, and I know actually know two instances, but where your kid's 13 years old, he wants to chop off his penis. You're not willing to um, uh, be a docent for his genital mutilation. And the state now has the authority to come in and say you're abusing your child. I, I by still not, have by not cooperating with that 
procedure and i'm like holy shit like you got at that point you got to take your kid and leave the state i think i mean i would so a couple of things i still have a lot of friends that work for cps that I, yeah know, and that hasn't happened yet here i'm not real familiar okay. with that being and i work at a hospital now and that and then that thing would happen at a hospital if it was that surgery and i i haven't seen that yet not that i would pay attention for but it would be something that's like, hey, did you hear that that? Yeah, yeah, like, and yeah, yeah. That hasn't happened yet, and I, I know exactly the, the 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 Senate bill you're talking about, and um, it seems like it's a big tree they've been chopping away at, and it's yeah. that's a, a big piece of the wood that just fell out when that that became. You know, there was this other law they were trying to pass. Uh, the congressman out of uh, San Francisco, um, Wiener. <laughs> Wiener, yeah. You know, he was trying to make it so it's illegal to investigate a child's death up to seven days after it's born. Yeah, and it was specifically when they asked them, why are you trying to pass this law that you're basically making it legal to kill kids after they're born? And they said, that's not our intention. Our intention is to protect parents who uh, it had something to do with meth, basically parents who were addicted to drugs, whose baby died from their drug usage. And I'm like. That happened. What this is some cra- this is some crazy convoluted shit. Well, so your tax dollars hard at work. Yeah, that was to remove criminal, like a criminal intent for murder, right? So this happened to me a few times. So you, I would go into like a hotel room, and mom, this one, I was just talking about the other day. This one mom, I, she had passed away from uh, heroin actually, and so the baby was in the room with heroin, and you know, sometimes they wouldn't die, and so you'd have this overdose, and then the mom or the dad would roll over on the baby and the yeah, bed yeah, yeah. and suffocate it. And then they'd wake up, you know, a, you know, a day later and be like, holy shit, what did I do? And that Jeez. criminal defense part of like what had happened they they were trying to protect the parent from not the intent of murder, right? The intent right. Oh, right. That was, I don't agree with it. Like, I think that you, you gotta, if you do that to, if you're addicted to heroin, this is going to be really harsh. If you don't like harsh shit, now's your time to go to the bathroom. If you're addicted <laughs> to heroin and you roll over and kill your baby. You got you better do one of two things. You better just get a broom and a dustpan and sweep the streets until your very fucking last death and serve society or just jump off a cliff. Yeah, like, I, I would yeah. choose option B if I had done that. And like, why dude, would you protect an adult from making a decision that you already know is wrong in the first place? Like Hayward Fire Department rolled on this mom that was an alcoholic and backed over her four year old daughter. Oh, my God. And like, so what if that kid was underneath the same type of deal and like, you know, then what she gets out of jail for that. It's like playing with the ball, lean down in front of the back tire. Mom goes to fucking back out all drunk. And yeah. how, how, how would you be a protective member of society? If you did that, a productive, productive, I'm not, let's say you forgive them. Let's you're say you're not. like, Oh, fuck. You wouldn't because how would you be, productive? Off, You'd be a mess. more substance abuse. Yeah. Call, or, uh, you know, reliant mm-hmm. to like, yeah. Mask your pain. Cause I don't know how you could ever live through that without substances or you, um, you would continue down the road of hurting kids. Yeah. The truth of the matter too is, is you can't create like, for lack of better words, a safe space for an addict like that. That's it's like mixing water and oil. You either have to be harsh and, and kind of force that treatment to a certain degree or, or remove them for it, or at least hold them completely accountable for every single consequence that comes of their action while they're yeah, the, the overlay of having a kid involved in an addict's lifestyle is uh, it, it, if it doesn't, if it's not a if it's not a disaster, it will become a disaster. Yeah, yeah. Hey, dude, um, there was this video, John, that um, Pat Barber put up, and he's throwing his baby up in the air, 
and you know pat's like a superman so the baby he could throw the baby like halfway to the moon and then he catches the baby and some lady in there writes hey this is fucked up and fucking the and, and the mob piles on her and then she writes you guys can say what you want but my daughter died whoa doing that so i fucking contacted this chick Ugh. i'm like hey hey uh because because i i like to i like the risk and reward there to be some like risk and reward shit that's like aligned right like if throwing your baby up in the air like maybe that should only be done in a pool i don't know so i call her and i'm like hey um uh did that really happen? And she said her two, her, her it was, it, it was her boyfriend or her, the stepfather came up to the house. The, the two-year-old daughter, who's not even his daughter, saw him, got excited, ran towards him. He picked the baby up like he's done a million times, threw it up in the air, and it got away from him. Oh, my God. And the kid died. That's, yeah. That's crazy. Where do you fall on throwing kids up in the air? <laughs> hey dude oh, i didn't i stopped dude i stopped doing that shit i was like hey it's not even it's not even who care it's not even worth it it's not even worth it funny there's funny no benefit that. there's the, no benefit back when the the crossfit main site was um like the old the old web page we like i got i think by the I way that paid. would kill right now we should start our own affiliate program me and you and that old page would kill now yep yeah. Holy. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. That's in water. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 That's me. But so I got. Oh, paid for that, that is you. Yeah, that's me. Oh, that's crazy. That's wow. my. Wow. That's my daughter, Jaden. Wow. And I threw her in a pool. And I. Yeah, that's about how high Barber threw his kid. That's like fucking. The oxygen's thin up there. That's crazy, <laughs> bro. <laughs> Fuck, dude. That's funny. Yeah. Yeah, that was before I um I really knew anyone that work for HQ and I, someone was like, Oh, you should send that picture to CrossFit or something. And I, I did. And I think, uh, what was her name? She used to do all the blogging. Uh, Lynn, was it Lynn? Oh, there was Lynn Pitt. Liz, and there Liz, was Darsh. Liz Darsh. Oh, Liz Darsh. Yeah. 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 She wrote back and she, for whatever reason, she was on the email and like, Hey, where do we send the check? I'm like, what do you mean? And she, they sent me a check. I think it was like three or 400 bucks for it. Yeah. Oh thing. yeah. The good old days. Yeah. yeah. I got one of those too. Yep. <laughs> you got, you sent a photo and you got money, Susan. Yeah. Yeah. Someone, I think Jordan was like, Hey, you should send that. Or Paula, I think was like, you should send that into, to whatever, you know, media or pictures. Yeah. Crossfit.com. And I did. And they responded back within a day. Like, Hey, can we use this? And we'll pay you. I'm like, yeah, that's great. Yeah, sure. Susan, what picture did you send in that you got paid for? Ours was in the old kids' room, and then we have this like really big, oversized uh, bear, and one of the kids wrote up onto it, like next to the bear, like "I love CrossFit," but like spelt it with like a K or something. Uh, yeah, yeah. And I don't racist, even know how it racist. Maybe Grace uh, um, submitted a handful of photos or something, but yeah, it popped up as the as the, uh, of the, day. Of the day. Yeah, we got we got three hundred bucks. It really sucked though because somebody early on stole our Instagram handle at crossfit livermore and then just posted a picture of a donkey and was like crossfit's not for dicks or something like that oh, it was like one of the people as when we switched over took it and crossfit linked it back to that instagram <laughs> handle <laughs> and we asked them too now who i know i know who it is now which is hilarious but we asked him at the time i was like hey this is wrong can we get this switch like here's the handle did anybody do a little research what <laughs> year was that what year was that They're like fuck off uh probably like 2015 Mm. Yeah, mm. 2015. Was it one of the Russes at the time? It maybe it was. I was thinking maybe it might have been Leaf, but yeah, maybe it was one of the. 
Russ um, Christine Young, it was a street parking member who threw her up and missed her. Yeah, shit. Okay. Wow. Uh, yeah. Very sad. The kid was on life support and they let her go. Yeah. What a yeah. fucking God. Yeah. Uh, that burpee sure. dude, my uncle used to do wall balls with a six month old. Went you be <laughs> uh, unbroken or die every time. Jesus Christ. All right. All yeah. right. God. All right. Unbroken or die. <laughs> Um, so, so you don't, so you went from, uh, social work to, uh, 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 bombs to, are you still doing bombs? No, I did. No. I did. Yeah. So I worked in Rancho Bernardo here in San Diego. Uh, they're like, it's the unmanned. So everything's drone. Like there's no pilots. It's full. The pilots are video game players basically. Um, so that, that whole program down there, it's like aerospace capital, really, really awesome time. I loved that whole company and what they did with drones. Um, so left from there, I got tired of commuting and then started working, uh, at a hospital here locally. I just, my, I had a business management background. So then started working at the hospital. So now I'm the director of business development for a large healthcare organization here. Oh, okay. And you're close to home. Yeah. My, my office, we have six hospitals and, uh, my office is probably one of my, like a mile from my house now. So I got a mile east to the hospital, five miles south to the gym. Hey, and that's crazy that you've kind of reinvented yourself three times. That's some, I would be scared to do that. I it's I love not knowing anything and then being interested in something. That feeling of like wanting to pursue something and and being ignorant and like new. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I love it. Every time I do anything, like fixing something or learning how to do anything, it's, it's such a cool process. Mm-hmm. Damn, I, I the the th when, when I I seriously thought when I got let go from CrossFit that I would just never do anything ever again. The funny thing is, oh, I, thought I would just raise kids. I just was like, fuck. Let me I'm let me kidding. interject a timeline yeah. thing on that note. Okay. So I had left. Um, I, I went to work for the hospital, the children's hospital, like I had a remote job uh, for a, a program for uh, actually uh, high risk pregnancy. And so I left that job because Paula and Sherry Zing were like, hey, you know, uh, we want to hire you uh, on the affiliate team. And I was like, you know, oh. they're like, but you'd have to quit your job. And, and, I, and at the time, it was like 2015. I was all in the CrossFit. I was like, this is awesome. Um, you know, I had met Dave at some point and Greg, obviously, and everybody. It was just like the coolest cultish like group of friends you could ask for. Um, and they were like, you, so I got hired on and I was like, this is really cool. And working remotely from a MacBook, as you guys know, and, you know, bringing on new affiliates, doing, you know, COI insurance stuff, working with legal sometimes and just learning the ropes for the affiliate process, which was awesome. And then they got laid off six months later. I was like, oh, what the yeah, hell? Yeah, I remember <laughs> that. It, yeah. You, kind, you, it, so you kind of got screwed there. Yeah. I, uh, it, uh, it was one of the times that, you know, they actually, they, Kayla was, yeah, Kayla was the HR director. And so she sent an email to like a hundred employees, probably yeah. like 80. Hey, meet so-and-so at Starbucks tomorrow morning and me, Paula, and me and Jordan and, you know, some other people locally, we all, we, we all show up at Starbucks the next morning. Like what the hell, man? <laughs> and then, I don't know if this is true, but I heard that one of the reasons that the pieces of, I mean, it's, it's gotta not be true, but, but it could be true. Um, one of the pieces of ammunition that was used against me um, when I was fired was I had a file at CrossFit. I never, I didn't even know we had files. Did you, uh, that was also told to me. 
Um, and that in the file, it said that I had called um, her, uh, K- K- Kayla, Kyla, Kyla, that I had called Kyla, Kyla a cunt. Wow. C-U-N-T. Now, does that sound unbecoming? No, no, <laughs> no, no, no. Totally. Uh, I'm t- eminently capable of calling her a cunt. <laughs> yeah, if I read that, I'd be like, oh, this might have happened. <laughs> yeah, but, 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 I didn't. <laughs> but um, ironically, the tone that she set for our relationship was um unlike any other tone uh ever so let me just give you one example no one's ever put their hands on my tits who i didn't fuck except for kyla and she did it at the christmas party in front of my wife you know what i mean like a girl comes up to you and puts their hands on you like this (laughs) now listen you put your hands on my titties i'm cool with it 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 was new for me but that also just one example uh, then I can call you a cunt. We're like you, we've broken, we've broken. We there's some weird. We, we've broken like the. You know what I mean? Like we're cool. Yeah, one for one. Yeah, don't be a cunt. Like hey, you're a cunt. Don't be a cunt. The line was crossed on both. Sides. Yeah, the line was crossed. She was the most inappropriate. Uh, uh, um, when yeah. she hugged, when she hugged, she did pelvis to pelvis. Now <laughs> I didn't complain. I should have complained. I didn't complain. But you know, you know what I mean. You know, there's I hugs. think they go over how not to do that in HR school. <laughs> wait, <Yeah. laughs> wait, what the pelvis? And hey, pelvis. and I didn't. It's pelvis Sorry, to pelvis. Con- you know, like you, so like there's, there's hugs, there's the top hug, and then there's the hug where you squeeze them and you feel their tits, and then there's a hug where you feel their tits and their pelvis, and like it's like so they've come in. And as a guy, you generally let other people dictate that. <laughs> as a guy, unless you're like some like full hug, like a- yeah, you just generally like you generally. um like, like I went to a Christmas dinner uh, a couple days ago in Newport Beach and a family friend of Haley's uh, from when, since she was a little girl, this lady was like 80. Like she came in for the full pelvis titties <laughs> hug. And once she did that, I gave it to her too. You know what I mean? Like I squeezed the <laughs> shit out of her. Like, yo, you ain't squeezing the shit out of me. Mm-hmm. I'll squeeze the shit out of you. Yeah. But I didn't, I don't dictate that. I let. And you can feel it coming. So you, you lean into it when it does come. I'll, wait, I'll stand still and you dock on me. And I'm a little man, you know what I mean? Unless, uh, but but the thing is, I will do that to men. I'll dock up on a man. I'll squeeze a man tight because, like, fuck him if he whatever if he's freaked out by it, fuck him. But yeah. a woman, I don't dock up on. I always go with the side hug. The little yeah, side hug safe. Yeah. Side hug's very side safe. Hug safe. I, yep, yep, yep. I side hug Greg a lot <laughs> when Greg's around. I side hug him. You get a little side hug. I try to full dock his wife though, <laughs> but I've known her a long time. Oh, Maggie. You just let it linger a little too long. They go to pull away and you kind of. Anyway, I don't know. Uh, oh, so Kyla fired you. Yeah. And did you have a file? Did you call her a cunt too? Or No, no. Oh. Mine, there was, I mean, I don't know if this even matters. There was, when I got let go, it was like, what the hell? You know, you guys asked me to quit my job, my career and come work. And then all of a sudden, six months later, it's like, but, you know, I got let go with everyone. So it wasn't like I was singled out. But when I asked I think it was Kathy or someone on the team was like, oh, yeah, you know, there was this other girl. She was older. She was probably 60. And she had said that, like, oh, you know, John's John said something inappropriate, too. And there was like this file. And so I'm sure that was like the in in the HR. Was she on the affiliate team? Yeah, she was like she was older. Um, Was she a lawyer? No. I didn't think there were any older women on the affiliate. Yeah, yeah. She brown hair she at least 60 
Had she been was, on there? Oh, I know who you're talking about. Uh, I know who you're talking about. She'd been around forever. Greg used to live with her when he was like. Was yeah, she her? didn't like me. I don't think she liked me because whatever. I don't know why. But um, um, she hugged inappropriately too, by the way. <laughs> I, she yeah. was short. She was short, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She really hugged inappropriate. I don't <laughs> think I ever even physically was around her. I think it was yeah, all that like she loved. She, I, she really liked me. She was, she, she, yeah. You know, she would look in my eyes inappropriately too long sometimes. Like, I'm like, <laughs> he was, he was like yeah. <laughs> yeah, old ladies loved me when I was young. Fuck. Oh, God. What was her name? She was cool. She had, she had fucking, this is so inappropriate. Her tits were huge. She like, was one of those really top heavy ladies. Like, her tits really, were huge, like, as in, you should work for the NFL or huge. Her tits in, were, her tits were huge, like, like oh, just her, like yeah, these are kids. <laughs> no, 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 no. She had a, she had a beautiful granddaughter. I had met, but this lady's tits were like crazy. They were absolutely. They were like those. Like she, she can't get a bra at a regular store. She's an old lady. I'm trying. What was her she name? Any parachutes? Hey, that and I think that chick was hot <laughs> as fuck. Uh, when she was young. Really? God, what was her name? You know who ended up living with her. Uh, do you know who Jonathan Haynes is? Yeah, yeah, he was. Jonathan Haynes that. ended up ended up living with her. Wow. Yeah, yeah. he was. Uh, I don't know when he got let go, but he was uh, the Instagram guy behind the scenes. No, he didn't get let go. He's like runs the show now. He went. From, oh, he's like, still there. Yeah, he went from intern to like stabbing everyone in the back to like running the show now. Oh wow. Yeah, yeah, and his intern and his intern also runs the show. So imagine like he's basically just like a fifteen dollar an hour guy. Yeah, that was a whole. That was when Rose and Weinstein came in and they did the fucking equity thing. All of a sudden, the guy who's the lowest man on the totem pole, who's the black guy, is now fucking running the show. And the chick, boy, and there's a crazy story there. A crazy story there. The chick who was his intern, who was married at the time, not no more, is now also at the top of the food chain. Who was the chick? But I was the talk. I don't know if I we should get crazy. Let's not get crazy. <laughs> Let's not get crazy. But but it was it, as you know as well as I do, when they rooted out the toxic employees, they missed. Oh, dude. They yeah. scooped they scooped out the wrong fish. I, and, they, uh, and, and hey, dude, and they're still paying the price for that. Yeah. Mm. You you and I both know that. <laughs> <laughs> they scooped out the wrong motherfucking fish. Let me tell you something. I was the least toxic person ever. Let's get crazy. I don't know yet. Not yet. Let me get the behind the scenes. <laughs> you get a couple more years hard. behind the scenes. I don't know, I'll get crazy. But you were there hard way to cut it down. Yeah. So then what I so after all, all that, like the 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 weird So the know. lady that was inappropriate with me, but I enjoyed it. I liked inappropriate. Said that you were inappropriate. Yeah, but it wasn't direct. I when I called Kathy, I'm like, you know what the hell? You know what why why even hire me in the first place if he's and she was like, Well, this yeah. and that and that. And then Kathy had told me. They that they, they basically uh, who was the CFO at the time? It was a Bruce, was it Bruce or Ken? No, it was during when Bruce was there. Bruce was a C. Bruce, Bruce was the operations officer. Oh, that's right. CEO. Who was the CFO at that time? Uh, the younger guy, right? Uh, oh, um, um uh, Matt Holdsworth. Yes. Okay. So Bruce had sent out a super message Mormon, called, like twenty five kids. Yeah. 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 You know. And so I guess this message went out to like, I mean, this is what I was told. Uh, this is like fun. That. This is better than I thought. This is great. <laughs> and so it was like, hey, you know, all the directors, you have to give, you have to lay off X percent of your team uh, because of, you know, budget cuts. And, you know, as you knew, you know, CrossFit was a cash company. And as soon as like the 
the cash days on hand would go below than that would when these things would happen. Um, and so I was the newest employee of that team. And so was that other girl. Um, so both of us got let go. And so I reached out to Kathy and Kathy like, Hey, look, sorry, it is what it is. You know, no hard feelings. And I'm like, yeah, whatever. It's all good. And so, and then I, some of the girls on the team, obviously I, I was like, Hey, you know, what, is there anything else around this? that like, why, why so abrupt and why so sudden? And one of them was like, Oh yeah. And you know, Kathy didn't believe it, but that girl, whatever her name was, the lady. Yeah. Lady with oh, the giant tits. Yeah. She said that you were inappropriate to on the Slack. I remember we had Slack back then. Oh yeah. Yeah. I uh, didn't ever do Slack. Fuck yeah. Slack. Or, or something. Didn't, didn't like the way I talked to the girls, which if you know me, all those girls were, I mean, they're like my sisters. Like they, right. They, right. I would joke around with them all the time. And I mean, half I, those chicks worked out at your gym. 60% or more. I, right. Yeah. Like, right. So anyway, I, I was like, whatever. And the Fuck, Kathy, they like, asked you to come on the team. Isn't that interesting? You got hired because they asked you to come on the team. Yeah. I won't say like I was recruited, but like, it was definitely like, Hey, would you like to come work for CrossFit? And yeah. there's, we can open up a spot for you um, working for Kathy doing what we do if you like. And I was like, that's great. You know? And at the time I kind of, I misjudged what I thought that position could have been. Like I was an affiliate support team member. I forget what they were called. Um, but I wanted to like go around and, and help affiliates and like kind of like what Dave was doing, but do it more like an like a hey, I'm here. I, I was a coach. I'm like, hey, I can I can coach a class for you, I can help you guys like you know grow or tell you what I like to see at affiliates. And because I thought, even though I was a newer employee, I had a really good pulse on what I thought was great for CrossFit. Right. Well, you you were you were in a, definitely a hotbed. Look at this. Rambler, my boyfriend told me about the dentist hygienist story. I don't know what you're talking about, but is Rambler a girl? What? It looks like that from that photo. Doesn't it look like girl eyes? Yeah, but that's not really the person. Dentist hygienist? I don't know what that means. It's oh, you know who is a dentist hygienist is um if that's even a position, is uh, Eva Twardoken, the girl from Nasty Girls. Mm. You know she crashed her plane and, and kind of gorked herself. Did you know that, John? No. Yeah, a few years ago, she cracked. She crashed her plane, a little tiny plane. She had to have her. I, th I think she had to have a piece of her brain removed. I don't know how she is yeah. now. Yeah, how is she? That's but she lived. That's a not common story. No. We went to her um, fundraiser thing. Parking garage for your semen. Different, different story. You got your wires <laughs> mixed. Up. Different, different. Uh, no. Uh, my boyfriend, I'm really curious about this. Sorry, I know this is your show, Mr. Uh, Lavelle, but yeah, I always want to call you Lovell. I really want to put an O in there. Yeah, that's a common. Was it the astronaut Lavelle? L O V? Or there was a, a comedian. Isn't there a John Lavelle comedian or something? There's an author and an astronaut that I know of. I don't know about a comedian, but it's L O. I've never met an L E V E L O before. What are you? What's your ethnicity? Uh, so I, crazy story. I, my, my Lavelle name was in a, it's a, an adopt. I, I don't want to say adopted. The guy who raised me wasn't my biological father oh. and, uh, his name was Lavelle. So I, man, I took it and I never, even when I found out he wasn't my biology, I had no interest in pursuing the other guy's name. You didn't find out till later, like you're 30 and he's like, I'm not your dad. I was 12. Oh, and he looked like me and you're like, <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, my, my biological dad, you know, he's, he's amazing. Uh, I'm sorry, my, the guy who raised me, he's amazing. I, I, 
he is my biological dad in my eyes. Like it, it's uh, but he's a big dude too. He's he's six four, you know, two two fifty. Uh, my brothers, I'm the smallest of all my brothers. I'm a I'm the only half sibling, so we all have the same mom. And then three of my siblings are from the guy who raised me. That's pretty cool. Are you the oldest then? Yeah, yeah. My dad met my mom when she had just given birth to me, and they started dating him. Wow. Yeah. Holy shit, that's kind of a special dude. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. It was cool. Like he, and funny when he told me that he wasn't my real dad. He actually, told, it was really, a really warm story. He, um, he said that when he met my mom, he was attracted to her, but then he fell more in love with her as soon as he was hanging out with me more. He's like, I just loved you, and then ended up loving your mom, and wanted to, you know, start a family with her, including you, obviously. So it was really awesome. And so he since literally since you've been born, you've been around him. You know nothing else. Yeah, no, that's that is my dad. That's the only person. My biological dad is passed away now. We he and he hated me. He didn't really have a, we didn't have a great relationship. You, do you think he really did hate you? Oh yeah, he told me. He was a he, funny story. He was a politician. How is that even possible? I don't even believe it. Because I, I represented an affair, basically. Right. So I, a blemish on like him uh existing like you know if, if you have a bastard child like you that was that essentially is like hey i made a mistake and now there's living proof of it right god you would think that would rot your soul to hate your own child but you when you're in that position that's not your child that's just again a mistake i don't think he looked at it like that it wasn't like a, a planned thing do you have any kids out there that you that that you're not uh you don't have relationships with me yeah no yeah so could you imagine that no because yeah, me neither me neither think, like like if i had guy, a kid out there i like i would even if let's say i gave the kid up for adoption when i was 16 someone said that was a good idea that shit would be haunting me i'd be thinking about it every single fucking day every day i'd be thinking about it but so when i when i first talked to him he he was uh yeah i was an adult i was probably 20 23 24 he was in prison and so he uh -huh. was he went to prison for some racketeering, extortion, all that mess. Um, and he, he basically, there was no empathy because I was an adult male, I think. That's really what it boiled down. I think if I was if I was younger, maybe, or female even, like it would have been. But I was like, hey, dude, you know, you're, my mom told me about the story, blah, blah, blah. Like, what's up? And he was like, like basically, go away. You're not, you're not what. And, but I just wanted to like meet the guy once. I didn't want a relationship. I didn't want to. Right. Right. Call him dad. I said, hey, you know, like just peep him, just put eyes on him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And did you did you go to the jail and do that? No, no, he never um he he lived in Louisiana, um, and I lived in California at the time, but he was too protected for me to just like try that. And as soon as I knew like he hated me and didn't want it to be I didn't want to like go over there and press it, you know, like, knock on his door and be like, Hey, what's up? This yeah. is weird. I'm like, fine, you don't want to whatever, then that's fine. Um, uh, Lovell was Apollo 13. I think Tom Hanks, yep. Uh, Mad Marv, uh, John Lovell is from Warrior Poet Society, and I've been trying to get you to have him on the podcast. Oh, oh, weird. Send me, oh, uh, Marv, my IG's like kind of, I can kind of see shit in there now. I bet you I'm fitter than that poet. <laughs> oh, I like that. Guaranteed. I love it. <laughs> Uh, Marva, send me that guy's IG. Listen, if, if you guys want me to have someone on 
don't just tell me their name. Like, make it so easy for me. I put their IG in there, so all I have to do is click it, and then I go over into their shit. Because I, ninety nine percent of the people you suggest, I actually end up inviting on. So, there. um, your gym is uh, uh where you live is a hotbed for motocross guys. Yeah, in fact, you had Ryan Hughes on a while back. And I, I, we're not friends, but I know of him, and he he hangs around the same circles I do, and so, um, and I grew up riding motorcycles. I'm I'm by no means like a a purist or anything. I just, I love, I ride anything with two wheels street. Moto. Yeah. And I saw, um, I was over digging through your Instagram. I mean, you, you love motorcycles. Yeah. Yeah. I love that's, that's essentially how me and Dave first met actually was motorcycles. Yeah. So that's a, that's the KTM. That's Marvin Muskan right there. He's pretty, pretty A-list rider for KTM. Hey, that was you up in the air there. No, that was Marvin. Oh, can you yeah. do that shit? Not like that, but but somewhat, yes. Like that's that's me. But you're that's not afraid. To, but you can jump. You can jump shit. Like you could jump a rat. If there was a rattlesnake in the road and there was a little jump. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> could you yeah. pull a wheelie like that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's not hard on a dirt bike. It really is not saying a lot. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, that's Marvin right there. He's he's like a, a national champion. Like a guy's legit. Like he's really really good. And are these guys training at um, Overload? Uh, some of them do. Some of them have in years past, but not not him particularly. Um, he's he's from France. Um, hey, how how are, are those guys are in incredible shape? The motocross guys. Yeah, and that's funny. I reached, I, I think I reached out to you, and when Ryan Hughes was saying, "That's my buddy Todd Potter. He's a freestyle guy." Um, this video's yeah. So he's he liked it. He like back in the day, he did like all the backflips and crazy. In fact, Dave met him and he he did a backflip on a dirt bike wearing the first pair of Kevlar nanos to like. Oh, yeah, I, was, I remember that. Yeah, we brought that's Dave out. Crazy. Yeah. Hey, and that's your five. wife right there. That was your wife right there. Which one? Down yeah. there. Yeah. Oh, oh, you did good. Thank you. Yeah. Congrats. Yeah. I've been married uh, 17 years almost. And that's your old. Oh, holy shit! Yeah, that's my. And that's your daughter, Jaden. Yeah, your oldest. My youngest daughter. She's youngest. thirteen now. She's probably twelve there. Eleven. Did you win city council? Yeah, yeah. Are you on like, city council now? Yeah, I'm. I'm on year one of four years. I'll be. They do like a rotating mayor here, so I'll be mayor in like twenty five, I believe. Holy shit, John! You're oh, like an no. adult. You're like a real <clears throat> adult. Real live boy. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Um. Well, uh, sorry. But, uh, we'll come back to the motocross. Why did you run for city council? What? 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 Uh, inspired the, that? The previous mayor. Oh my God! Your family's beautiful. Oh, so you are big. You're a big dude. Yeah. It doesn't. I don't like falling off ladders. No. <laughs> it's I'm, a long way down. Okay. So when I think of running for um office, it's because like you're like okay, enough of this bullshit. This pot full hole's been in front of my house way too long. Uh. More so like Marietta, as you may know, like it's, it's like a really cool place of California. And it's like one of the only places I think left worth living here. I, I love the state for the weather. I hate it for the politics. And Marietta is some, it's, it's very special. So when the previous mayor was like, Hey, you should take my seat. Cause he lived in my district. And so he kind of brought me under his wing and showed me a little bit of the ropes and, um, you know, it just kind of opened the door and it was just like a, a shoe. And, and I was, 
I was, I served on the planning commission for four years. So like, like, you know, what kind of business is open, how many hours, you know, what, you know, construction, zoning, all that stuff. So then I learned all the city staff and I love the city staff here. They're amazing people. And um, when the seat opened for council, it just kind of, it was like a handoff almost. But you did have to run. People had to vote for you. Yeah, no, actually. So I did, I had a campaign, like you saw that picture. Um, and my, the people that were helping me, we hit the ground early and the, the strategy was to deter anyone else from running. And mm. so like, Hey, here's John. And, you know, I, I was involved, you know, I, the hospital, my gym here, you know, planning commission, I was in so many circles that it was like, you know, who, who would want to run against me and waste time and money, I guess it would take someone pretty involved to make a dent in that effort. And so, and so, so you ran unopposed. Yeah. And so then oh. they, yeah. Oh, that's awesome. And then, and you've been doing a year and do you like it? Yeah, I think it's, uh, you know, it, the, I, I like it. I don't like what it's much different from the inside looking out than the outside looking in when you're in that seat on how much you really can't change because of state law. There's a lot of people that come to the, the dais and they're talking, they'll come and bash us about like Planned Parenthood coming in or, you know, what, you know, some apartment complex that has low income. And we're like, guys, we don't, you know, city council doesn't, have the any authority to change that we even if we wrote a letter or became a sanctuary city that's only going to cost the city money and we're going to lose that battle like it's all that stuff happens at the state the assembly and the senate state is how those things change and i think we have eight republicans in the the state senate right now i mean it's like eight out of out of 60 i think so it's very overweighted on the democratic side how is were you ever a democrat no, no. Did you ever think I'm, about I'm from Texas too. Like, yeah, did, you think, Texas? did you ever think about being one? Is there any? Yeah. Did you ever think about yeah, being yeah. one? The only were you, ever like, were you ever like, hey, I'm on the wrong team? No, and I don't even know that like Republican would define me a hundred percent, right? Like I, I and that's why I, one of the things I loved about Greg the most is being a libertarian. Like a lot of the stuff, even libertarians, they get some of the really, really extreme libertarians. I don't know if you know they. Like they go so far as like everything is should be choice and free and open and at will. And that goes as far as to like pedophilia, even like it's some some really extreme libertarians. It's they, even that's too far. So I, I think the, the message is the extremes on all sides are bad. Right. Interesting. I, I never thought about that for libertarians. Um, but but I but ideologically, that makes sense. So yeah, like leave everyone alone. And, and like yeah, I definitely don't de- what to do. Right even if it's weird and wrong. Yeah. I definitely believe in the protection of kids. Even if it's wrong, like I'm, I'm a, like, like I would stay, I would, I would uh, stay by it. Just like, um, I, I don't think that you should allow people to kill kids after they're born. Like, like that law we were talking about before the, they are trying to pass they're completely fucking insane. Um, do you get it? When people say stuff like that, they're blaming you for something that you don't have control over. Do you get a chance to, to make a rebuttal to them? No, because when they come, they can they can speak on non-agenda items for the, the the night when we have like city council meetings twice a month. Yeah. So you have to just let the public have a platform to just air their thoughts. And but and, so you don't have a chance to be like, hey guys, yeah, as much as I agree yeah. with you that we don't want that right there we don't want those homeless people there we don't have a choice the state says we have to allow them unless it's on the agenda and so when you hear a message like that then if yeah. you want to respond you basically have to add it to the agenda next time say hey look this 
this guy mm. saying these things like I really want to address this. I need to, you know, I want the city attorney to get involved and kind of do an educational uh, session on on that topic. Let's let's talk about let's do let's educate people on what we can change, what what's on within our privy to to control and and help the community out with you know the levers we have to pull. Yeah, um, it's interesting. Um, the they were taking they were taking books out of schools in some places, right? Yeah. And it was being characterized as going against free speech. And it's like, well, you, the pornography belongs in Seven Eleven, not in your kid's elementary school. You don't want to be teaching boys how to blow other boys in the library at their public school. That's not the place you teach that. And it's the same thing with calling for the genocide of Jews on campus, like. You, if you want to do that, you can hold up a sign and stand on the corner of fucking uh, first and 18th and Marietta and hold up that sign. Uh, I stand for the killing of all Jews, but the fucking school is not the place to do that. Yeah, there's, there's, there's different places for different things. You don't take a shit in a movie theater either. That's not the place <laughs> to do it. But but it's a free society where you can't. We people are allowed to take a shit. But there's yeah, just, that's another there's, thing. Like the 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 school board stuff. You know, even yeah. my campaign, the school board stuff got some some pretty almost national attention because of the, you know, Gavin Newsom responded to Temecula and Marietta here about you know, some of the stuff they're doing. And I never understood it either. Like I saw it happen. Um, I saw the the signs and the, the, the legislation that was going to be passed on and the parental uninvolvement push, I guess. And I never understood either. I'm like, what parent doesn't want to just know what's going on, even if it's crazy right. to protect the, the parent, to protect the kid from not knowing that the kid's going through something or being, dealing with something um i i can't imagine a parent saying yeah i want the school to protect my kid from me knowing like i don't understand what parent would not want to know anything i don't care what it is about my kid tell me like i want to know if it's the most insignificant thing or a, a large thing i just or definitely don't don't go out of your way to hide anything yeah and that's 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 very telling of like what you know, not to go down the conspiracy, but like what, what's the agenda in trying to hold information from parents? I don't know why that would be a thing, but then you go to the opposite side, right? And you're like, the only thing I can make sense of all this is that if you have a kid going to school, who's truly being abused and like truly scared to talk to their parents, truly what that's probably where this stemmed from. Like, let's, let's take this kid and let's help them in a way that the parents aren't going to let them perfect example. Um, you know, they're, they're Jehovah's Witness, right? Like some of them, very extreme religions don't let their kids do certain things, you know, have certain friends and, and eat certain things. I'm sure there's been scenarios where. Yeah, like my kids aren't allowed to eat certain things. My religion is CrossFit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's, it, you would be considered extreme in some circles, right? Like, yeah, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it, I, um, I, think it, I think it's far reaching, but. I think the premise where that that concept came from was to protect the most extreme scenario, which I, you don't put a law in place that affects all kids because of the outliers. Right. Like it's right. So I don't know. I, I don't agree with keeping anything from parents ever, um, but I do see how you that would be necessary in the in the rarest of occasions. I, I heard that um, uh, the numbers like 87 percent of all public public educators are Democrats. And even as a Democrat, if I, if I was a Democrat, which I'm not, but if even if I was. I would want 
my educators to not be Democrats. I like the thought I would want the people around my kids to be, even if I didn't believe in God, which I don't, but still to all be um, good. I, I like religious people around my kids. They could, because they have values. I want my kids to learn values. I want my kids to be, what? learn discipline and structure and values that come with, uh, with religion. And it's, it's insane to me that they're letting these kids that any parents are tolerating their kid to be taught by someone who has a fucking septum ring, blue hair and covered in tats. It, it, it's not, it, I want, it's not what I want. I, I want my kid to be taught by an Amish lady with a fucking uh, address that she sewed at home. Well, you wouldn't want, you wouldn't want your kid to be taught by anybody that you could tell what their political views were. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. exactly. exactly. It's but not I'm perfect. But but I'm perfectly okay with my kids saying the God's pair in class, even if they don't believe in God and I'm not religious. It's, it's I, think it's a, I think it's a healthy practice. Yeah, I think it's a health. And then, and then they can. It, I think it's easy also to walk back as you get older if you want to. I like the pledge of the legions. I think it's easy. I know I'm preaching to the choir, but if if later on in life you don't like it, you can walk it back. But in, but but you want to teach someone to be pride, proud of themselves and their home and their body and their country. And you want to teach them that, that, that they have a place that, that, that they're attached to. Then when they're 21 or 25, they want to go out into the world and turn around and be like, fuck you all good. Yeah. But to teach them, fuck you from day one, you're not giving them anything. You're not giving them any skills. Yeah. These kids, they, I mean, they're, they're children. They're, they're learning how to pick what crayon to use, right? Like it's not, there's, you shouldn't, you shouldn't overburden that stimulus of like what, their intake, the, the, the stimulus coming in because they have enough of that already. And you then do expect the kid's going to be able to make that decision with any type of intellect or, or pro thought processes that are going to produce something that's going to be worthwhile. That's interesting. That's why parenting is the, the concept of parenting is to help guide, you know, let the parents guide the kids for what they think is best for their children. Yeah. Teach your kid to love shit. And then if you taught them to love the wrong shit, then when they're older, they still have that skill to love. The hate shit's going to come so easy. Uh, Ken Walters, I think you do though, Sevy. I told you, I do not believe in God. I am God. <laughs> oh, you believe in yourself? Yeah. I just thought I was going to get struck by lightning. Um, uh, John, um, you own this gym and Every time the gym is sold, the affiliate fees would go up to the current level of affiliate fees, right? So when probably when uh, Paula owned it, she probably wasn't paying shit. But now you won't when, by the time you bought it, the fees were $3,000, correct? So interesting you bring that up. Oh, because I worked for because I worked for the affiliate team, you know, any any employee back then, you know, didn't didn't pay. Oh, so your fees were still waived. It's yeah. kind of like, hey, we're going to fire you. Sorry, but we'll waive your affiliate fees forever. Yeah, that was like you, a Kathy and Greg and Dave kind of thing. They just yeah, like, that's cool. Yeah, um, do you have that in writing? It, so do you remember Salesforce? With the, the, we use that. Yeah, software. yeah, yeah. For, for for as long as I can remember, the girls said that in my file it was like, you know, fees waived per Kathy or per Dave or you know whatever. Um, Here's what I'm thinking: if I, when Greg sold. So, so I got this interesting thing going on right now. So I, when, when I made every second counts, I owned that movie. Oh, wow. So I recently reached out to Marshall and I was like, Hey, uh, pay me up my percentage of the movie. And he's like, well, just send me the agreement. So now I got to like, I don't even know if I have the agreement, but I own that movie. It, 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 uh, I'm sure it's not a lot of money, but I'm just kind of like, just, just feeling around. Right. Just fuck with Marshall. Well, imagine I saw, so 
So yeah, someone told me they said, Hey, Sevon, um, did you see every second counts for sale for four dollars or something on CrossFit.com? And I was like, Oh, I gotta get my money. So I just sent Marshall. I'm like, hey, I am 20% owner. Carrie Peterson is 20% owner, and Dave is 10% owner, I think something like that. And oh, so wow. and, yeah, and so and I and I made them, I didn't work for I wasn't in a W W, w what is I wasn't a W two employee when I made it. So I could, I could even argue that the whole movie's mine, that the deal was actually with Lauren and Greg and not with CrossFit. Oh, wow. But, but anyway, but, but I'm just, I'm just, uh, I just looking for an excuse to hang out and talk to Marshall anyway. <laughs> but uh, for those of you who don't know, Marshall, uh, Brennan, Brenner, Brennan is the general counsel for CrossFit. Great Brenner, fucking yeah. guy. Love the dude. Yeah. He's awesome. Um, uh, so, um, I suspect he's unvaxxed. <laughs> Highly suspect. He lives in Idaho. You don't have to take uh, the injection there. Yeah, you don't have to take the injection. Yeah. Um, Highly. When Greg sells the company, it comes with these affiliates that don't pay. That's different than if you would think that that somehow that that's that's a feature, like a um. That's different than. That's only if you value it, Greg was doing the reason he was doing that for but i'm saying even legally but i'm saying even legally if i give i'm trying to think of a of, of a of a simile or something that's along those lines basically they bought the company knowing that there were affiliates that weren't paying oh yeah yeah did and they? so how much they did and so they stuff. bought that relationship I don't know something. Yeah. Something about it seems like to me different than the fact of raising people who were already paying. That if you were an affiliate, like I know other affiliates. Are you going to reaffiliate? Like I know another affiliate that that uh, I know two affiliates now in the last week that have told me, hey, they sent me screenshots of their like did not pay. Uh, yeah, no, I, I have every intention of continuing waving the the cross at banner because yeah, I mean, I, I look at it a couple of other ways. I gladly pay the fees. To because I'm I'm grateful for what's happened to this point. I mean, Sousa it, just likes giving his money away over there. He, he's yeah. like, I'm paying. I, just I paid them three grand, and then I threw three grand out my car. Just <laughs> <laughs> I got the same result. Sousa used to burn weed as incense. He didn't even smoke it. He was just like, fuck it, weed and money. Wow. Uh, so you have every intention to pay. You yeah, yeah. Because yeah. to me, I mean, I don't like a lot of the stuff that's going on with CrossFit. Like, it doesn't make sense, and I don't need them. I don't want the marketing for me. I don't want them. I don't do specials and discounts and deals. Like, I, I you know, promos. Like, I just want to continue to be proud of the CrossFit brand. And I think, and just to be candid, as long as Dave is there, I'm on board. Like, I oh, think, you yeah. know, he he is like the the umbilical cord to anything that's going to keep that company pointed in the right direction. And if without him there, I, I, yeah, that would be a different story. God, isn't that fascinating? I'm kind of in that boat too. Sometimes I'm, I, it kind of scares me to think that if he wasn't there, that I would fucking go out and, uh, and get the posse and we would just, just fucking go full media nuclear on him. I mean, it wouldn't be hard to because again, the reason the, the, the important reason dave being there is that but what do i care fuck it burn dave down too i ain't getting no money from those fuckers mm, what yeah, is it about yeah. dave what do you think it is about dave that makes us so like we don't want to do anything to him because he's a really nice guy like when you if you get to know him like he's just a genuine guy 
<laughs> but I man, asked him the other day. I said, I haven't invited over to your house for a while. Told him a couple days ago. When yeah, but they, me and my but, family over. Heat the pool up, buddy. We're poor. Heat your pool up and let my boys go swimming in your pool. Heat your pool up. Get that no. sucker. <laughs> we're coming by. Hey, it's more than he's a nice guy. There's something, there's some hope we're holding on to. That's what it is. There's some well, yeah, hope. Like, there's like no... Sousa fucking knows there's no hope. And this fucking guy's like, I'm paying. I'm paying. I'm like, you're going to pay? He's like, I'm paying. I'm like, Sorry, well, I, I'm like why? He's like, I don't, because I'm not even going to think about it. I'm just paying. Kicked in the nuts. Fucking a. Me up for another kick. Yeah, yeah. He's like, he's not. I'm like, well, why? He's like, cause, I, cause I just am. I'm ready to be hurt again. Well, what's the reason? <laughs> I don't got time to think about uh, the reason why uh, I am or I'm not. I'm just paying. You have if shit was bad. I would, I would. You have. You know, it, he's he's the last. I, I think Nicole's still around, but like yeah. Dave's the, the the front facing part of the company that has so much tenure and so much experience and and education and and just what to do, what not to do, that if you remove that, the company is going to be floundering. And, I, and that it, that would be if Nicole didn't step in and continue the march in the same direction. And that's- I see her as just being, I don't even know what, she, I see her as just kind of being in some obscure position now. I see, I mean, with Dave doing training and games, it's like, yeah, he's got the fucking reins, man. Yeah, um, which is, I, I think it's good. And I, I, I think it's good too. I, it's not, you know, my preference is that he would be the CEO and and, and direct and, and literally steer the ship. But I think he's I think he has enough clout and respect from the, the group now, even from Don, that, you know, no one's going to make a huge move without at least asking what he thinks. And I think that's that's really important right now. Uh, this is totally side subject here. I'm going to I'll just read your face as I ask you. This. Have you ever talked to Dave about um, uh, meth empires before? In detail. Meth- uh, because you said Marietta was a bit of a hot spot for a meth empire. Do you? Oh, oh, do you, I know what you're getting at, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you do know, you do know about the 101 corridor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Crazy. Yeah. Wow. Crazy, crazy, crazy. Yeah. So he went to the school. He went to real school. And and I don't think that they're hiring CEOs who didn't go to fake school, meaning Stanford Correct. or Harvard or just like dumb shit school. Fake school. But but Don kind of we got both. We got someone who went to dumb shit school, indoctrination camp. But he was also Marine Recon. I mean, that's the real deal. That ain't. I mean, he wasn't fucking in the mailroom. There aren't many of Don's out there that someone would have formal education and the the experience on a resume that he has, plus the Marines, plus a legitimate real CrossFitter, right? Like I don't right. think that exists in many different ways. And he's a dad that got daughters. He got. I think he got like three daughters. I mean, yeah, his shit. Um, and he's cool. Have you have you met him? I have not met him. I went to. He's really cool. Like like you would like you could do anything with him. You could get drunk with him. You could walk your kids with him. You could like. He's like really down to earth. It kind of sucks good. how it sucks how cool he is. It kind of. Oh man, <laughs> there's no kinks. There's no kinks. Part of his strategy. Yeah. Part. Yeah. No, that's good to hear. That's, that's yeah. really good to hear. Yeah. He should come. He should come to Marietta. You guys should do a few bumps together. <laughs> <laughs> no, you don't. You don't. I want to see Don with the beard. I need another. I need another. He's so. He said. So, do you ever grow a beard? Me? No. Yeah. I mean, you I, could be related to Don. You kind of look like him. You're like look like the juiced up version of Don. He's a little more svelte than you. I could see it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hey, if if Don got on some TRT, he'd look like you. Yeah, <laughs> got on some trend. Long last brother. 
<laughs> are you strong, John? I think I'm. Yeah, I'm more strong than I am fit. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what's what's like some of your like if your lifts you're proud of you you ever you ever back squat uh 400 pounds 390 is my my pr wow. and i'm wow. like the real back squat and then uh deadlift i'm pretty good at deadlift i can do 575 oh shit um, oh shit okay uh shoulder press 220 okay oh, shoulder press that's insane and it's like legit but but again i'm a bigger guy so those numbers aren't as impressive when you're in my being larger no, those uh, numbers are still. Can you do 15 yeah. strict pull-ups? Nah, probably 10, 10 strict, like really strict. Would would you know? Would how are your how are your bar dips? Um, they were really good. I I got in a little. I had a little accident. On motorcycle? Motor yeah, I was riding um out in Big Bear, and my uh, tricep tendon ruptured out in the hills, and so I had a surgery. <laughs> To re, you know, they had to they pulled Did it back. Crash? Down. Did you crash? Or you no, were on the bike no, when it happened? God. I was just dry, riding, and the wheel cut. The front wheel kind of dipped, and I went to correct it, and it, it was so aggressive when I pushed back. It just it, the pressure from the push, I guess, just exploded the tricep. And I was actually with my orthopedic surgeon. We were riding together, and so I was like, "Oh man, what are you doing tomorrow? Can you fix this?" And so <laughs> my hospital, I went there. I'm like, "I'll meet you there tomorrow morning." And so he got me back home and. Had the surgery the next day. Did you know when it happened? Oh yeah. Oh, it hurt. Did it hurt? Oh, so bad. So it's. I've uh, I've had lots of surgeries and injuries. That this is by far the worst I've ever had happen to me. I didn't even know I had a tricep tendon. It goes in. I'll show you guys actually. I'll show you. I just, I just feel like I just have a big, huge fucking muscle back there that every man would wish he had. So. Oh my goodness. So yeah. like from here. To here, they opened it up and they they pull it. Where's my tread? Dude, a, your elbow's as big as my fucking kneecap, dude. <laughs> you are fucking huge, dude. So you are massive. It, 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 it ripped off here and it goes yeah. on. And so they had to like drill a hole in my bone here and like reattach it with an anchor. Yeah. And, uh, Holy yeah, shit. It was not a fun recovery. Um, and it all started... With a elective surgery, I have these things on my elbows, like it, let's see, it's a bone spur. Yeah, like yeah. It's called yeah. the electron process. And I had this huge bone spur, and it's like it looks like a finger, and it kind of broke in half. And uh, is that was, uh, was your tendon attached to it? Is that what happened? So the electron, if I'm if I'm remembering right, it kind of grows from your arm, and it, it, it can kind of per. So there's your tricep tendon. The electron will grow and kind of push on it. Yeah. And you have to remove it or shave it down in order to get that to stop hurting. And I think what had happened is mine had been broken for so long um, that it was like scarring the, the tricep tendon. Oh, oh, oh. And like slowly cutting it, like cutting yeah. it. So I had this bone spur removed. And then I went, I, I had gotten cleared to go riding. I had been like, it's a very easy surgery. So six weeks later, I'm like, oh, I'm going to go riding again. And, uh, Ever, the surgery went well, but I think the, the, the doctor didn't realize that the tendon had been kind of compromised from the previous bone spur being in there. Hey, someone just sent me the name of that lady. Oh, yeah? With the giant tits who said you text her inappropriate. <laughs> no, 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 no. I didn't text her. She said that I was inappropriate. Oh, slats, ski, that, you, that you send a picture of your penis in Snapchat. No, 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 no. Oh, hold on. I want to see. Uh, <laughs> um. I'm gonna I'm gonna send it to you in a uh, text. I ain't, uh, okay. God, I hope it's her. 
Nah, dude. No? This girl, this girl didn't. It wasn't want- her? No, no. Oh, then I take back the giant tits and all that. Okay, I'm, I embarrassed myself. No, I apologize. No, she, uh, but this other lady, that lady that I just said you did have enormous tits. Classic this, this girl was like friends with Kathy somehow. Like they were like neighbors. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Yeah, that when that chick got let go, she had a full meltdown. Yeah, yeah. And I was part of like the the, the, the splash damage, you know? <laughs> oh, right, right. <laughs> it was right, me. Right. And it wasn't just right. me. She, she watched Kathy's dogs and shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I struggled. She really liked my kids, so I gave her a pass on a lot of weird shit she did. Yeah. Okay. I think I was, I think I was just, she probably just didn't like me, honestly. Like, probably had a wonderful. I take back all that shit I said. But this other, this other lady I'm telling you about, you know who that is? The name I wrote you? I don't remember her. Oh, okay. Yeah. She was kind of on the day. She, 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 she'd been around forever before I'd been around 20. She knew Greg 20 years before I did. It's crazy. Oh, wow. Uh, John's a brave man for coming on this show. Someone wrote, where's my arrow? Oh, here. Who said that? Yeah. RB. RB. Hey, you have a um uh, you have a seniors class? Yeah, yeah. We big, big seniors class. Huge senior class. We have a, a primary care doctor group here. They have about 40 doctors, and they're all really forward-thinking, you know, like lifestyle changes, eat well, move well. And they have this program where they literally pay us um out of their own pockets to run these classes. And so my wife, this girl named Chandler, uh, my one or all of, all of them are coaches for the gym, but Chandler and Kamalani and my wife coached these group of uh, very consistent seniors. And we have, we've had them all like from 65 to, I think we had a 95 year old at one point. And, and these doctors pay for it out of pocket. Yeah. They pay me $50 per class and we do three classes a week, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, 1030 to 1130. $50 per person or just for the class? Per class. And then we just yes. open it up. And depending on how many people show up is how many coaches I have help out. Dude, that's so cool you do that. It's We've been doing it since 2018. So like right when that CrossFit Health oh, stuff damn. started. Yeah. Uh, is when we – and this this all came by way of this, uh, this girl Chandler who was actually – a gymnast that I coached years ago when I found out she was doing CrossFit and, and she was actually working for this physician company uh, called Rancho Family. Um, I was like, hey, Chandler, uh, number one, come work out at my gym. Number two, uh, let's get something going for your senior population because they have they have like a managed care uh, network down here. And it's, yeah. it's uh, you know, all the Medicare Advantage people, but they have like 8,000 lives. And uh I went, I went and pitched this program to the, the owners of the company, a couple of doctors, and they loved the idea. And we've been doing it ever since. Hey, I just, I was looking through your Instagram just now for overload. There's this other girl there who owns a coffee shop who I just saw on your Instagram. Who's that? Do, uh, do you know what I'm talking about? I didn't know she lived in Marietta. Owns a coffee shop. Jenny from the box. One, one Sunday fun day. Oh, oh, Jenny. Yeah. She doesn't have a coffee. She's a chiropractor. Oh, she is? Yeah. She actually she worked for CrossFit for a, a brief moment too. She did something. Oh, like maybe that. that's how I know her. I thought she yeah. was this coffee shop owner I know. Okay. Yeah. Uh hey, um, I'm off to tennis. Thank you for the 95 minutes that blew by. We didn't even get to half the stuff I wanted to talk about. I didn't know you were gonna be on the city council and shit. No, yeah, I uh there, we didn't we didn't even finish moto. Like there's a whole thing with moto that yeah. Um, uh, would you like to come back on and talk about Moto? Yeah, I think it'd be good. What's up, Steve? All right. Hey, Steve, how old are you again? 
73. I got it. my 73 year old just walked in for my Saturday morning class. Hey guys. Say what's up, Steve. Hey, buddy. What's up? Awesome. Yeah. What's up, Steve? <laughs> Remember, CrossFit will injure you. <laughs> he's he's gnarly. He's here every day, six o'clock in the morning. That's awesome. all right, buddy. Um, I uh, thanks for doing this. Uh, I got to have you back on. I want to talk about the the old people's class. Um, how you do that? Why you do that? Uh, it doesn't sound it doesn't sound like you're getting rich off that class, but you're yeah, you're still doing. It. I want to talk about motocross and um and, and more. Thank you. Yeah, you let me know when. I'd be happy to come back on. Your your okay. class is one of the only ones worth listening to in CrossFit. I'll tell you that much. Thank you, uh, John Lavelle, owner of CrossFit Overload. Uh, Overlord, no Overload or Overlord. So funny, funny. Do you remember when the affiliate, and I'll let you go, the affiliate naming used to be blah, 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 by something. So CrossFit by overload, CrossFit by body fit. That by, we actually are CrossFit by overload. And it was the affiliation, like the tie-in nomenclature, I think is how they used it back then. It was very common uh, to do like a CrossFit by something. And is it still? Yeah, yeah. Still CrossFit by overload. Yeah, and sometimes we just use CrossFit overload because it's easier. And that whole using the word by has kind of gone away. Um, I like it, though. It kind of gives yeah. you guys a little bit of autonomy. Yeah, and when you see one, and they're, they're still out there, when you see one that has by, you're like, oh, wow, like, that's been around for a long time. All right. Oh, look, there's mm-hmm. there. there. Look, at, look who's here. Do you know who this is? <laughs> that, that photo. <laughs> Do you know who this is? Uh-uh. Oh, all right. How would he know? <laughs> he knows. He knows. He knows. But know you don't know who knows, this is. He I know knows. he knows who this is, but oh. he, how would he know who this is based I don't, on that information? I don't know. Oh, so it's somebody we all know, but they're not. Yeah, yeah. You know. You know who this yeah. is. Yeah. yeah, yeah intimately. You know who this is intimately. All right. Uh, uh, love you guys. Uh, Mr. Lavelle, uh, talk to you soon. We'll get you rescheduled and have you come back on. Thanks. Yeah, that was fun. You guys have a Merry Christmas. Okay. You too. Bye. Thank you. Bye. John Level. Lavelle. All right, I'm fucking late. Uh me too. I gotta get to the fire station. That was cool. He was cool. Um, I love you, the I love when we have the a really old school um affiliate owners on that have a lot of crossover from people you know from the past and stuff. I love the old stories. Yeah, it's hard because there's so much shit I want to just fucking just spill. Like Yeah, I know. God, I would love to just I would love to have like him and Sleeky on one time when we're just fucking drunk as fuck fuck <laughs> pop some mdma and just let it all just pour out <laughs> holy shit sleeky's down holy shit i tried to find that um that photo for a minute dude i'm so looking. fucking sore dude i can't even touch my tits look at that oh yeah look at you damn wow what year is that it is 2015 Dude, your girl doesn't even look of age. <laughs> she doesn't even look 18 there, dude. You can get arrested. I want her like prison status. Oh my God, my titties. Did you do that workout? The tricep pull up, the ring dip, the bar dip pull up workout? No, but I did do a ring dip workout, ring dip deadlift workout. My chest is sore. We did that stupid ass 12 days of Christmas workout yesterday. Oh God, I can't. You know what I'm talking about? I don't like that workout that much. Kind of. All right, and right. a beer, so. Oh, that's cool. All right. Okay. Yeah, you got to go. So do I. Okay. Bye. All right, you demand. Uh, everyone, uh, love you guys. Uh, see you guys soon. And uh, bye-bye. Sevi, uh, oh, Ken Walter. Sevi, uh, have you uh, or are you doing the 12 days of Christmas Hanukkah? Yeah, I'll do some 12 days of something. Send me something. <laughs> I'll do something. Dumb. Okay. Bye.